I'm Mia McCarthy, a 2022 Mariah's Challenge scholarship winner, and here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to drinking in high school and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for the generations that follow. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Mia McCarthy, and I accept Mariah's Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are butte tough. Today's podcast is presented by Thriftway Superstops. Stop by your neighborhood Thriftway today and find a clean, friendly, professional, and safe environment. You will never find a casino at Thriftway. Thriftway's fountain drinks also taste just like they are supposed to. That is a big deal for me, and I definitely cannot say that about other convenience stores. Download the TLC app, and every sixth fountain drink is free. You can also take advantage of big discounts on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, and fresh brewed coffee. TLC members also receive five cents off every gallon of top-tier fuel each and every day. Stop by your neighborhood Thriftway today because everybody deserves some TLC. Thriftway Superstops is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world. You, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Woo-hoo! Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. Proud to be from Butte, America, USA. When I told my wife I was thinking about leaving my job at Butte Sports to start my own website and podcast, it resembled an episode of The Office when Michael Scott started his own paper company. She insisted that I make a list to prove to her that I had enough potential guests to actually make a podcast work. So I wrote down like 140 names in about 5 or 10 minutes. One of the first names I wrote down was Ted Stanisich. Stanny, as he is known, has lived in Dillon for more than 50 years. He was a legend coaching and in the classroom at Beaverhead County High School. He coached basketball, football, and golf while teaching history. At his core, though, Stanny is a Butte guy. The former Longfellow Bomber graduated from Butte High School in 1962. A ton of his friends and heroes are from the mining city. Stanny is incredible at telling stories. He is even better at living those stories. When I go to Dillon for a sporting event, the first person I look for is Stanny. I have known him since I was about 11 years old. He used to direct the junior qualifying golf tournament in Dillon. Back then, Stanny just looked important. He still does. Even as he is approaching his 80th birthday, Stanny looks like he is right out of central casting for a senator. He has a long, distinguished face and white hair that he combs straight back. He is also as cool as they come. That is why he was able to easily pull off sneaking into a handful of NCAA tournaments pretending to be a member of the media. From high above in the nosebleed seats, Stanny's buddies watched in amazement as Stanny sat at the press table next to the court. The stories of those tournament trips are simply amazing. So is the story about the time he convinced Joe Rossman, another Butte native who coached the freshman basketball team in Belgrade, that he was going to referee the Belgrade-Dillon game to make sure that the Beavers won. Or more importantly, that Rossman's Panthers lost. He even suited up in a referee's uniform and took the court for a few minutes. He really is a legend in Dillon and in Butte. After nearly 10 months of the podcast, I was finally able to scratch off one of the names on the top of my list. 
Stanny welcomed me into his home Friday as I took a break between American Legion baseball games. I hope you enjoy this conversation half as much as I did. Well, Stanny, I appreciate you joining me today. You know, you've been in Dillon. How many years have you been down here in Dillon? Well, I got here in 1971. 71. So you've been 50-plus years. years, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I still think of you as a Butte guy. Yeah. Do you, do you see yourself as a Butte guy? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal. Uh, yeah. It uh, Growing up in Butte was very special for me because uh, I thought I learned a lot about life in Butte, Montana, <laughs> yeah. which... Uh, I thought was uh, important for my the rest of my life because the things that happened up there when I was in high school <laughs> were kind of crazy, you know. And I yeah. can just remember my I remember the early days when my dad uh, was was uh, a bartender at the Victory Club on East Park Street, and how the miners used to come down off the Anaconda Road into yeah. that, and it was open twenty four hours a day and twenty four seven. She yeah. never stopped, and it was uh, as kind of got where my I was only six or seven years old when that was going on but I can still remember being in there really it was a big it was always a big party yeah. it was kind of interesting what were your parents names uh Tom and Jane Tom Stanis said she mm-hmm. was a, photo, a, a road foreman for the county for years okay uh and uh my mom uh she was just a she was a homemaker she used yeah. to be at home with the kids that's how most most moms were back in those days those days yeah that's how it worked yeah yeah yeah, and now the Stanisich name is a big one in Butte. Of course, you know, yeah. there's Marco Stanisich. Yeah. And the, yeah. I think the most famous one for me would have been Judo Stanisich just because I used to go see him at the at, at the, the freeway. Yeah, freeway. And Judo, they're, they're related to you, right? Well, Judo was my dad's uncle, oh. and, uh, and I don't know how, what that makes me. But, yeah. yeah. Of course, Marco was my cousin, and uh, he was uh, he was an interesting guy, <laughs> very yeah. interesting guy. He, <laughs> yeah. he was, uh, it just seemed like, but when I was, you know, in the kid in the 50s, like in 58, 57, he was a great athlete at Butte High. Yeah. I remember him. One of the things I we got to go to was over to, we went to Missoula for the, uh, the big the track meet, the Interscholastics, they called it. Yeah. And he won the he won the trophy for having the most points in the class double mm-hmm. or whatever they called it. Yeah. Whatever it was at that time. So he was a really good athlete. Yeah, there was a there was a Marco Stanisich that was playing for Dylan not that long ago, too. That had to be a relative, right? Sure. And yeah, that's my nephew. Yeah, and my brother's kid. He he was my brother is, was uh, went to Tech and yeah. he went to Rocky first. Then he went yeah. to Tech, got his masters, and was a uh, he worked he worked uh, down in Idaho Falls. But then he moved back here when. Marco was old enough oh, to really? go to, to play basketball and <laughs> yeah. at our high school here, so he moved back to he moved to Dillon. Still here, <laughs> still here. Yeah. Now you, you went to Butte High. Yeah. I went to Butte what High. year did you graduate? Sixty uh, six. No, sixty two. Excuse me. College 62. was sixty six. Yeah, and then high did you come down here, for Dillon, for college or? No, no, I went to Rocky. Oh, you went to Rocky. Yeah, I had signed up to go to the University of Montana because that was. I love the University of Montana and still yeah. do. Yeah. So He's I, still uh, Grizz, yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, I I decided to I I was set up and my coach 
at, when I played basketball at Butte High, when he, he Bob Ray, he called me down to the office and said that he wanted to, he had a, an offer for a scholarship for me at yeah. Rocky. <laughs> and that's the last thing in the world I ever thought of because yeah. I knew I wasn't good enough. I didn't think I was good enough to play college basketball. Yeah. But uh, he had went to Rocky and he knew the old coach and, and uh, so I went down to Rocky, and I, I think it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. Really? I, I love college. I just loved the whole thing about it. And uh, I only lasted one year on the foot basketball team. They cut me. Uh, <laughs> did you go down there about the same time, Ed Yo? Oh, well, I got Eddie Yo to go down. Oh, did you? Yeah. Because you guys were friends back in high school. Ed, Ed was one of my great friends because we played baseball together. Yeah. and. And I talked him to going down and playing basketball down there. Oh, really? And he came down. He was a year after I was. I, he was a year younger. Yeah. And him and Duke Edwards came and a bunch of guys. You know, we had a, quite a few guys from Butte who yeah. came down and uh, and uh, and were at uh, at Rocky at that time. Yeah. So it was a it was a lot of fun. That's a good group, Duke. And well, I had, and, and well, I had a trouble with that one. He he didn't. He went to Tech his first year too. Yeah. And. Uh, he came down for spring break, and it was in Billings. It was probably twenty degrees warmer than you, there was coeds. There was <laughs> <laughs> there were parties. Uh, there was lots uh, of ways to, to and, lose and, your concentration. And, huh? and lose your concentration, and then uh, he goes, "I'm coming down here next year." So that was almost my undoing when yeah. he showed up. Yeah. Well, well, you and Duke have been f forever. Yeah. You guys were friends, right? Well, we we met when we were. Uh, I was eleven years old, little yeah. league, and. Uh, he had a moped. Oh, he really? And do uh, you remember the moped? I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I he, always wanted one. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> and I didn't even have a, I didn't have anything, and and he was a, he he was a, he had this moped, and, and he, I didn't like him because he had the moped. You know? <laughs> yeah, you wanted the moped. So I wanted the moped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he, I didn't ever have one, but he, we got to be. I don't know exactly how it all worked out, but we got to be real close friends, yeah. and to this day are. Right. So. Where did you grow up in Butte? I grew, to, I grew up on the flat. I was in Dublin Gulch when I was a little tiny kid, I guess. But oh, I don't really? You don't remember the Dublin Gulch days? No, I, that's because my, my uh, grandma uh, on my dad's side was a Mulcahy, so she was up in the Dublin Gulch, and she and they went. he went off to the war when I was born. He was in World War Two. Yeah. And uh, so she was there. And then when the, the first things I can remember about where I lived was down in the flat by the Longfellow School. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that the, where you went to school, Longfellow? Sure, yeah. Longfellow Bomber? Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, so uh, it was, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good, great place to grow up. Except there wasn't very, there wasn't that many people, kids out there. In the, in the, and I was, I spent a lot of time kind of doing things on my own for a while. Oh, really? There wasn't that many kids to start with, but then by the time I was in the, about the fifth and sixth grade, then it changed. Yeah, it was kind of the opposite for, for me. I grew up in the hill in Corktown. Sure. And uh, there wasn't a whole lot of kids in the neighborhood then. There was a few, but you yeah. go down by Longfellow and there was yeah. a million kids well, back the, then. There, there, by the yeah. time I was in the sixth, seventh grade, then there was yeah. a lot of kids, yeah. Yeah, really blew up that yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. And so did you? Play, you played golf at the Muni then? No, when you were that old, you didn't. I never, I never played golf. Really? Until I was, uh, actually, I got my first clubs when I was twenty-six. No kidding. Yeah, I, I didn't. I played. Uh, 
I played baseball. Yeah. And uh, Duke played golf because he worked at the Muni. And he, he didn't play Babe Ruth his first year because he was going to be, he was golfing. And then, the, then he got, he, he thought it was, I was playing uh, Babe Ruth. So he, he went and played Babe Ruth. Yeah. And uh, he played a different team. And uh, Ron Collins, Doc, was, he was the shortstop on our team. And I was the third baseman. Oh, really? Yeah. We actually made, uh, we actually got to go to the state uh, tournament uh, in Billings. Oh, really? For uh, Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth. It was, it was really, really fun. Did you play up the Cinders field then? We played at most of our game. We were at the Cinders, and then we played at Tech. That field that was up there that was a baseball field. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Alumni Coliseum. Yeah. And they had a short. I liked it because I was a left-handed batter, and they had a short uh, field. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it, you could hit it on the wall, and it wasn't a home run. It was a double. Oh, so it was, it was oh, you played. Box. At the Tech, right? Yeah, at, at Leonard Field, well, they call it now, so yeah. Is that what yeah, it, right when you're going up the hill? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the that's where Babe Ruth played. We played a lot of our games really? there. And then we played over at the Cinders, and we played at Hebgen. Yeah. There was that, uh, which was over by the Monroe School. Yeah. Yeah, so there was, there was all kinds of places we went. And did, yeah. Did yeah, Leonard Field seems like it would have been a great place for a lefty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. get it right up on the rock. Yeah, there. but it, yeah, but it was it was fun. But uh, we went to Billings was the first time we played on a grass field. Really? And we actually, when we got there, and we got to play at Cobb Field, which is where they played the, you know, the yeah, the Billings Mustangs, professionals, the yeah. Mustang. And we got there, and we went out, and we laid on the grass and because we had never played our grass before. <laughs> so nice, huh? It was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't. I never thought of that. Leonard Field. It's all now. Yeah. It's all grass. Even the infield. Yeah. They can still have a little backstop there. Yeah. But it's all the infield dirt is covered yeah. with grass now. Yeah. When I was a, when my last year at uh, Babe Ruth, I uh, I, uh, I broke my ankle. In that field because I slid into home and yeah, and, yeah I broke my ankle. <laughs> was baseball or basketball your best sport then? I liked baseball probably better. Yeah, but I wasn't that good at baseball or basketball. <laughs> I liked them. Yeah, I, I, you know, we we had a bunch of guys that played all the time. Something we were always playing something growing up, and yeah. and even when we were in high school, we used to go up at and when I was in even going when at college come back. And we would go up in this winter time, and I come back at Christmas. And we'd play wiffle ball at the Y. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, run up in the upper deck of the, of the, <laughs> up in the, the run, running track. Yeah, yeah. The running track. <laughs> yeah, we that's what we did. That was what yeah, we, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And well, basketball. John Thatcher's always tells me about how how great of a basketball mind you had because when uh, Terry Thomas was winning state titles with that zone defense, was it the one two one? One three one. One three one. Yeah, one yeah, there's five, right? <laughs> one <laughs> if I can do my math right. The one three one and had knocks out front and everyone's giving Terry Thomas all the credit for the zone defense and John Thatcher saying, BS, that's Ted Stanisich's defense. Well I John <laughs> John and Egbert got to be good friends. I don't know how that were how that started, but yeah. we did. And he was uh, actually coaching he was coaching at Central, I was coaching it. At uh, in Dillon, yeah, and uh, that's how we uh, we got to be real close then. But we were we knew each other and we had, and it, we had a we really had a great time. And even though we were big rivalries, there were some yeah. there were some wars, and I mean yeah. real wars. And uh, one of the funniest things was we we had a situation where in, the, in them days, uh, 
Well, you you, you got to understand that it was different than it was now, and that refereeing was a big deal. Yeah, who you had for your refs? That there was, was no there was no tape. Nobody had any movies. There was didn't no huddle videos. Nobody yeah. knows know what it was what happened, what was going on. Yeah, but I did know what was going on. Yeah. I'd been around <laughs> enough to know what was going on. When I first came to Dillon, what happened is the one of my first games. There was two good referees from Dillon who were refereeing our game against I don't know who, but I hated the game because I thought they were helping the other team. Yeah, I did. And I basically fired him. Yeah. And it was Joe Morstein and Pete Way that both were refereeing in college yeah. games. And and so what I did is I called up Gitch Combo. <laughs> <laughs> and he was junior high. He was one of my yeah. teachers or one of my coaches. Oh, you had Gitch as a teacher? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and Oki O'Connor. Yeah. And I got the Butte guys to come down. Every game, and uh, it helped. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was good to have a butte guys there. Well, it was. It just really yeah. was. And I, they, they knew me, and, and I, you know, and they didn't know the other coaches. And they didn't give a damn for the other coaches. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we had some, uh, we had some great times. One of the best stories on Gitch did where I'm in the locker room. And Gitch always had a cigar in the locker room. That's back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And my locker room, the locker room was right, my office was right next to the, in the, the locker room. It was like, I would walk over there and it'd be just like a smoke screen. You know, get, <laughs> I'd go in there and talk to Gitch and Oki. And uh, we had an overtime game in the JV game. And the uh, these two kids that were refereeing the JV game came in and they were just sweating and they were just three overtimes the game was, you know. We were sitting there sitting, waiting for the game to start. And uh, the kids were just worn out and saying, whoa, the greatest game. Well, it was so much. It was really something. And kid sits there with his cigar and he goes, well, kid, he said, Oki and I have been refereeing for 30 years. Never had an overtime. <laughs> <laughs> So you never know had what, it overtime. No, no, they didn't. They didn't believe in overtime. Yeah, they knew how to. They knew how to get around overtime. They had, yeah, they they had some. They had some interesting ways to get around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had Gitch's. Uh, he was teaching at Central when I was a freshman. Okay, and it was it was uh, it was like having a stand up comedian. Oh, he teacher was class. hilarious. He was hilarious. Yeah, when I was working at the county, my dad was a foreman, and Gitch was working for him. Yeah, and he would uh, would. <laughs> I'd walk in there, you know, uh, probably a little bit hungover sometimes, and, <laughs> and get you to look at me and go, and I'd be probably about two minutes late, you know, and he'd yeah. go, afternoon shift, huh, kid? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, he was, those guys, and, and I had, I had uh, uh, Pat Kinney, uh, Glenn Welch, Don Peoples. Don yeah. Peoples was my first... Uh, he he was the recreation director, and, and, yeah. and, and, and he was my first boss when I was... Oh, uh, was he? Yep. And uh, so all those guys that were... Ross Richardson, uh, I just... There were so many referees that were... Uh, that would always come down, and, and, and uh, they enjoyed it. You know? Yeah. And, and there was... Uh, Free refreshments after the game, <laughs> <laughs> which is part of the reason they do the job, right? It was it was all in fun though. Yeah, 
but uh, there we had some. Bobby Rollins. He, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't like Bobby when I was in high school because he was a bully. I've told him that before. Yeah. I was not a bully. I said, hey, we're a bully. <laughs> he was a bully, huh? Yeah, and he was a little older. And I, he was two years older, I think. Really? I was a sophomore. I remember I, I was uh, up in the Montana theater. They had like a balcony, you know. Yeah. And I had a date, and I went up and I had her with me. And Bobby and his cronies were up there, and they were riding me but so hard. But he, <laughs> I couldn't say nothing. I was scared to death of him, you know. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Was he a pretty tough kid then, Bob? Huh? Bobby? Bob, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Really? Yeah, he was. I don't know how tough he was. I never seen him fight, but I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to even picture Bob fighting anybody. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you yeah. know. But think we about got to now. be great friends. Yeah, he refereed for me, for us all for years, and yeah. even in football when we were in, he yeah. did football. And he, yeah, he was really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now, how long were you head coach for Dylan? Well, I was a head coach in uh, from. Uh, 71 to 50, uh, the 78. Yeah. And uh, what happened was is that we had a, a serious problem in our whole family because my, my dad was killed in a construction accident. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was only 58 years old. Yeah. And when that happened, it threw us for a loop, you know. Yeah. I was probably never the same for a couple of years, I really. Yeah. So I decided to... I decided I didn't want to do it anymore, yeah. and I and uh, my wife and I had just adopted two kids. Uh, found not were they weren't adopted. We were we had them as uh, what do they call it? Foster foster kids. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, so that it, we, it was just a little bit overwhelming for a while. Yeah, and two or three years later, I went back and helped coach girls basketball. Yeah, and then ended up coaching with Finney, and then ended up. Coach, coach Thomas. Yeah, two of the greatest coaches the yeah. state's ever you, seen. You, it's two, the, the best guys. You, you just, yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah. I had I had so much fun coaching, and I had so much fun teaching. I love teaching. Yeah. When my hero was a guy named Carl Cords. Remember Bill Cords? That he was. Oh yeah. High, well, Carl yeah. Cords was his dad in the seventh grade. Well, I didn't go to junior high when, until I was in the eighth grade because it wasn't done yet. It wasn't finished. Yeah. But in the seventh grade, I went. We were. Uh, he was my teacher, and he was a coach, and he was uh, a history teacher. Yeah. And of course, I loved it, and I was a big reader, big yeah. history reader. And that's what you were as a coach and a history teacher. Yeah. yeah. And my and I got to do the same thing, and it was so. It was that's just, pretty cool. It, that's why I liked. I loved teaching. I remember when Thatcher he quit and decided to be a. He was selling insurance up yeah. in Great Falls, and he came down to see me, and he came down and he walked in. The, my room, and he goes, hey, look, I want you to come help me come and do uh, sell insurance. And I said, I don't want to sell insurance. I hate it. I like teaching. He, you like teaching, he said. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, oh, boy, I love it. And yeah. I did it for 48 years. Yeah. So I Good thing you love it, yeah. Yeah, I taught two years at Western after I retired. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, after yeah. you retired, you taught yeah. at the high college, huh? and that was really fun too. Really I enjoyed that. Yeah. Congratulations to this week's Lescavar Honda Athletes of the Week, the Copper City Softball All Stars. The twelve U girls took home the District Two Championship at the tournament in Anaconda, and they will represent the league in the state tournament July fifth through seventh in Billings. The ten U stars play second in their tournament. The older Butte girls went undefeated against Dillon, Anaconda, and Garden City for Missoula. Team members are Reagan Warren, Ellison Graham, Braylon Shaleen, Rigby Bauer, Cody Badovinick, Bria Henderson, Cleary Conway, Taylor Reagan, Evan Tippett, and Jordan Jopp. 
The team's manager is Amanda Badovinik. She is assisted by David Chalene and Jill Warren. The younger Butte team, which was very young for the 10U division, battled to the end while finishing runners-up. Team members are Dylan Butler, Kendall Campbell, Kinsey Evans, Josie Foley, Brinkley Greer, Caitlin Kashmerick, Kayoni Kennard, Emerson Lacey, Reese Powers, Brixley Shaleen, Braylon Schwartzmiller, Oakley Steitzer, and Mila Swanson. The coaches are Rebecca Schwartzmiller, Melissa Swanson, and Alicia Kashmerick. Congratulations, Copper City All-Stars and coaches, and thank you, Lescovar Honda, for recognizing the hardworking athletes of the Mining City. Hey, Butte America, John Davis here at Lescovar Honda. We just received a new shipment of cars, trucks, and SUVs, and we have them priced to move. Our new vehicles come with a 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty and two years or 24,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. Most of our pre-owned vehicles come with the same 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty with most makes and models on our lot. And, of course, all prices are clearly marked. Stop on down and see us, Lescovar Honda. Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party? Or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an Old Fashioned or a Pink Mate. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or well mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5, along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miners Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial five. Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc.'s Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the mining city. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more. This message is brought to you by Anode Designs in Anaconda. I know what you're all thinking. Foley, you twit. Why are you letting this Anaconda hack get connected with the Buttecast? Well, folks, money talks. Anode Designs is a printing and direct-to-garment shop in Anaconda. But that's not all we do. We actually specialize in embroidery and graphic design. We also dabble in sign creation and vinyl banners, also decals for your motor vehicles. Now, there are so many great options for screen printers out there. Take 5518, for example. You all know the work John and company do in Butte. And like me, they support local guys like this who started a podcast. Really original. But if your current printer is too busy to get your job done in a timely fashion, why not give us a try? For a limited time only, all new businesses who place an order with Anode Designs will get their screen, embroidery, and graphic design origination fees waived. Just call 406 563 or email anodesignsllc at gmail.com and use the code FOLEYWHO during the consultation. Anode Designs is a proud supporter of the Buttecast and is pushing hard to get more Anaconda talent on the show. Don't just take it from me. Listen to the buttery smooth voice of a Butte legend tell you. There's two things we like about Butte. It's 24 miles away and Tom O'Neill. Welcome to Copperhead Country. 
One reason I consider you a Butte guy still is because you're one of the very few openly uh, Democratic guys in Beaverhead County. Maybe the only one. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you would uh, you'd argue with kids, or well, you know. You'd, oh, we you'd, had a great time with the yeah, kids. Yeah. You know what I did? It was the biggest thing I ever, the smartest thing I ever did is teaching because I, I we always used to have debates about stuff. Yeah. But I said, you got to remember, it's never personal. Yeah. And and I and that was great. I had so many kids come back and talk about that and how much fun they had yeah. and all that. Which is great because that's where that's where we're wrong now with our country is everything so personal. Oh, it's, it's you know everyone gets mad. Nobody and, can compromise. Yeah, they just they call just you get names. Mad, call you yeah, names. it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's changed everything. Yeah, I had great fun. Took kids back to Washington D.C. Pat Williams was the was mm. the was our congressman. And yeah, he took me through the capitals and stuff. Really? It, it, I had just so much fun. That's it, awesome. I feel guilty almost about it. But <laughs> I do. Because it was so much fun. I yeah. enjoyed it. And then you, you you were the golf coach back when yeah. being a golf coach was fun. <laughs> I started playing. I just started playing golf, and they needed a golf coach, and yeah. I was. But I just got kind of hooked. Yeah. And then I start and I coached. The next year I was coaching. I only had one year coach of golf. <laughs> one year experience and <laughs> yeah. you coached it. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it was really, it was fun too. I really enjoyed coaching golf. I ran, yeah. had a lot of great guys that were, I you got to know and yeah. Well, that group of coaches that you'd see every week in the class A when I played, you oh, know, in yeah. late late eighties, yeah. early nineties, yeah. it was. Uh, you guys were always golfing together. Oh yeah. You know, the, yeah. The, now I don't know if they even coaches play they, golf. I don't think they even do. They don't have yeah. any fun either. I I I thought, what's wrong with these guys? I mean, we we had. <laughs> We had a blast. Joe Rossman was a Butte yeah. guy, and he was, you know, and Eddie Yo. He we used to play in in Butte. I was always in in Central. We're always yeah. invited to our tournaments. Yeah. So they would always be down here. And uh, Anaconda Sparky McLean was, yeah. was a great guy. I mean, we had a lot of guys that I we just enjoyed it, and we we had a lot of fun. And it really wasn't. It was no. It was not that serious. It, yeah. was, it seems like it took a turn for the serious when they moved it to the fall from the spring. Well, it just changed everything. Yeah, I, I felt like, and they, and uh, it, it, it just like the kids were so good to each other yeah. that I didn't, you know, that it, it was they, they enjoyed playing with each other. Yeah, and it wasn't people wanted to do good, but it wasn't. Wasn't it? There was no, I guess. Animosity. Yeah, there. just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah we goofed. We goofed around. That's some of my best friends were from. Got well, Eddie Cavern. Well, Eddie, I met yeah. Eddie Cavern uh, playing in the junior tournament. Sure, we had the junior tournament down here all yeah. the time. I started, and it was day. actually the first time I met him. They moved it one year to. Remember, they moved it to Fairmont. There's something going on at the golf course here. Oh, okay, they played yeah. one year at Fairmont. Yeah. That's where I met Eddie Cavern, and I, I remember talking to him. I said, "What's your handicap?" And he said, "Like, oh, it's like a 17." And he was like 11 or 12. I'm like, "Oh, BS." <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then I then I watched him play golf, yeah. and he was he was a superstar. Yeah, he was a funny guy, but a funny kid. But and we we didn't have uniforms in them days. No, you know? we had no no and, golf bags. There was yeah, yeah. We, we just carried our bags. You know, everybody yeah. had no golf bags. We just carried. Yeah, they didn't say bags. Dylan on them. Yeah, yeah, it didn't say nothing. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but Eddie was uh, Eddie shows up for the state tournament, and he's got a pair of. Uh, Michael Jordan high tops and a pair of like gym trunks yeah. and a t-shirt. <laughs> he's out there playing and uh, we get done with the first run and he's fourth in the state. Yeah. And uh, so he's paired with these guys from Whitefish who are all dressed up. They were up. all business, all, all serious. Business. Yeah. They were all dressed up. <laughs> 
and we were driving home in the van, and one of the kids in my in the van said, "We're in between the thing." He said to Eddie, "Eddie's met it. We's the seniors and juniors were up front. Eddie was in the very back." And somebody says, "Hey, Eddie, what are you going to do about these other players?" And he says, "After the front nine, what are they going to do about me?" He said. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie was never short on confidence. Not short on confidence yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, he ended up winning the state am what. 98 I yeah, think yeah something like that you know he ended yeah. up there he, he got he got second three years in a row in the, in high school yeah he just never he, he always had a he was jinxed by that yeah 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 I beat him one time that I can I beat him in uh my first after I transferred from Butte High or Butte Central to Butte High I I won the Butte Central Invitational you know just a nine just on the Muni an 18 hole tournament one day and I beat him by one shot and I hold that over his head like crazy. I yeah, always ask, yeah. "Hey, do you know who won the nineteen ninety two Butte Central Invitational?" No. And uh, I did. It, and I went. I got a job. My first job as a reporter was at the Moscow Pullman Daily News, and he was in his last year playing golf at the University of Idaho. Oh, sure. And yeah. the coach called me up one time, and he was telling me how they did results, you know, from some tournament on the road. And I said, "Can you ask Eddie who won the nineteen ninety two?" And I hear a "F you" for coming from behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he's yeah he was uh, one of my good buddies, and he had a lot of good golfers over the years. Oh, we had good golfers. Yeah, we won a couple state championships, and yeah. we had some really nice golfers, especially in the nineties. Our JVs, when uh, we had a tournament here in Dillon, and our JVs beat our varsity. That's how. Really, that we was that that, yeah. that deep. It was huh? hard. It was so hard to our the, our our matches to play in the varsity were killers i mean yeah. everybody wanted to play but they all couldn't you know how it yeah was. And, and that was it's hard to pick the right guys you couldn't i never picked there. them they yeah. went out and played and whoever yeah. you know and i would go out and watch them and make sure there was not too many fist fights <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're pretty and and the coaches i always wanted to play with the coaches because yeah. i imagine there was uh there was always a couple bucks on the line probably yeah when oh you're yeah coach sure. yeah. we're playing yeah and we'd always give each other a hard time it was it was okay. just and rossman's always on I mean, he doesn't turn that off. He's always given a hard time. You can hardly stand it. Yeah. I can't hardly stand it. <laughs> well, did, didn't, you, uh, didn't you guys have a bet on the freshman game one time? Oh, that was a funny story. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I went over to uh, Belgrade, and he was a freshman coach. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, it was like they had 10 wins in a row. And, and, but they're going to come in, and they were they were uh, playing. Uh, we played. Del they we we were over there playing, and and uh, they beat us, and it was a real close game because yeah. we were undefeated too. Yeah. And uh, he was, you know, he was jocking it up pretty bad, you know, yeah. about that. So I said, "Well, you won't win in Dillon." Yeah. And he said, "Oh yeah, what do you mean?" I said, "I said I just you won't. <laughs> it's not going to happen." So I got a referee's uniform, <laughs> and I just walked out there. You know how the referees get at the other side of the court? You just, just stand, stand there. there you know, I just stand there, my, and he didn't even notice. He was over there talking to his kids and come over. And pretty soon he looked and saw me, and he just his eyes were big. Just walk over. You can't do this. I said, "Watch, Joe. You'll see how I can do it." <laughs> he said, "I said you're not going to win this one." I said, <laughs> and. Uh, of course, I had the, another referee in the back waiting to come on. You know, yeah. I walked over there and then we jumped ball. As soon as we, the 
Paul was tipped. I went over and sat down by him. <laughs> he goes, what are you doing here? I says, I'm making sure you keep your mouth shut. I said, I <laughs> <laughs> sat right down by him? Yeah, then I had Kerry uh, Finberg was refer- was our freshman coach then. Yeah. And he called time out. He, it was all rigged. You yeah. Know? He called time out and then I left, you know. <laughs> That, he was probably about ready to have a heart attack. Oh yeah, Joe. he just was just. We still beat him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'd be. Yeah, we beat him. <laughs> and uh, and you you coached with? Uh, were you coaching then, or were you just uh, golf coach then? Uh, were you ba- were you a basketball coach when you put on the uniform to? No, I wasn't that? basketball coach then. I yeah. I didn't go back. I worked. I worked. I went back and and helped uh, Finney win uh, about ninety eight or something like that. That was right? that when he came. Ninety seven, ninety eight. He needed somebody to coach his freshman. And mm-hmm. I didn't. I said, "No, I don't want to." And I says, "I says you got You got to help me about this one." And I says, "Well, why?" He goes, "Well, th- those kids haven't won a game in the seventh or eighth grade, not one game." <laughs> and I says, "So that's why you want me, huh?" <laughs> and he goes, "Well, I think you can help him." I says, "Oh yeah, well." And he just. And I says, "Okay, I'll do it." Yeah. I said, dealt with it. I'll do it. So, what was really funny was that I told him, I says. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like the one three one zone either. He didn't. He was yeah. not a big. I, I tried to talk to him a few times about it, but he didn't do anything about it. So he he, uh, I said to him, I says, I'll do it if I can play the one three one. You can play whatever the hell you want. You can do whatever you want. You know, you, you can coach whatever, however you want to do it. So the first game, uh, we're supposed to play Twin Bridges JVs in the first game, and they called up and forfeited. I says, I'm always, I, I just. <laughs> we're not going to undefeat it. We got to win. We got one win, Finney. We're not, yeah. not, not going to lose them all. Yeah, <laughs> Finney. His boy. He could always. He always had shooters. He well, knew he how to teach the kids. Out. He knew how to teach the kids how to shoot. He was just a great, great coach at that. And he yeah. was such. He was such a good shooter himself. Yeah. And but he he didn't do it. He didn't show up kids at all. Yeah. But I watched him when with just me and him in the gym, just messing around. He could. He just knocked it I down. I watched him go down to Anaconda one time and I had a big tournament. He went for 60. Wasn't that big Estes tournament? Oh, the Estes tournament? Yeah. Scored 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's how good he was. Yeah. he And just such a good guy. He's oh, he one of funny. my favorites. He was the... Yeah. Yeah. Him and the, and the Thatchers were... They they always they were so funny together. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were really funny. Yeah, yeah. It was Finney's idea uh, when. Uh, oh, when Chunky sent when Manzani Chunky did, and the ref guard That was his deal. Yeah, and he told he he couldn't do it. He said, but he says I'll tell Chunky. I know he'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he had the referee, he told him it was that was he was the ref was killing him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that it was, like I said though, it was just it was really a lot of fun. Yeah. When he had the when he stepped down as a coach, he had the great line for the newspaper. And a lot of coaches probably said it before, but he said it to the newspaper. Yeah. Said my next job will be coaching in an orphanage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then he went straight to Western. Yeah, they went to Western. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was about the saddest thing I've ever been through in my life is when he got sick like that. Yeah, that, that was just terrifying. I just it went so fast. Boy, it was fast, you know. And of course, it was one of the neatest things though. Is right before he died, his brother's coaching Columbia Falls, playing against Dylan up in Great Falls. Yeah, and that both sides warmed up with Finney shirts on. Yep, and, and it was because that was a. That, 
that was such a, and it was a great game. We we won at the very end of the game, and it was it was really hard. It was even hard to win. You know that yeah. that was just a difficult. Situation. Yeah, it just didn't feel like a didn't championship feel like after. It, it did, but it but it, but it was different. Yeah, it was just different. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough time because you knew, and he was listening. I believe to that game. He couldn't yeah, go up because he, he couldn't go because once he went to the Mayo Clinic, he was yeah. pretty much bedridden. Yeah, I, after that, I, I was I I didn't I didn't want him to go. Yeah, and the reason I didn't want him to go, I knew what you know. I I had a real good friend here that was a doctor. Yeah, he says that he could help. Yeah, he says it, it's just going to make his life more miserable. Yeah, and it did. Yeah, and uh, he. Yeah, he went pretty fast. I was I was upset about it, but he it it isn't like it, nobody could do anything about yeah. it. Yeah, well, that was kind of devastating to the whole, whole the whole town of Dillon. The was, whole community was everybody, like him, and same thing with with Steve Visna. Yeah, you know, same, same kind of yeah. Steve. Of course, Steve was he was diagnosed and he lived he lived about four years yeah. when he shouldn't have lived four months. Probably shouldn't. You know, no. but he had and his was. I was shocked when the, he 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 got what you know, and I thought, oh no, here we go, you know, here yeah. we go again. And it wasn't it wasn't good. It certainly wasn't good. I'll tell you that. And he yeah. lived for, and he even coached when he was pretty sick. Yeah, because he loved it so much. And he was coaching the Shrine game. Yeah, we had him on our radio show that Wednesday, the Shrine game, and during the commercial, he'd be have his head down. Yeah, on the table because he just didn't feel good, but oh, he no. he still went every day. <laughs> yeah, he was. And, uh, he, I I remember when. He was playing basketball for me. He wasn't yeah. really a good basketball player, but what happened was is that he 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 had come from a difficult background. Yeah. And Froggy Hull was the juvenile officer. Oh. Everybody knows. Who oh, the great Froggy, Froggy Hull. Yeah. yeah. And he comes to me and he says, uh, "Is." Uh, it was tryouts for the basketball, and he, he came up to me. He says, uh, "Stanny is Viz uh, going to make the team? Steve going to make the team?" And I says, "Boy, I tell you what, I doubt it." He says, "You know, you can help him and me a lot if you get him on the team." And I says, "And he told me about kind of what was going yeah. on." And I said, "He's he's on the team." Yeah. How do you say no to Froggy Hall? You couldn't say no. Yeah. You know? And I said, "Okay, he's on the team." And, yeah. Uh, and he was a, he was a great teammate. Yeah, he wasn't a good player, but he played so hard. And yeah, he was a great teammate. Probably and a decent athlete. He was a real good athlete, yeah. and he played he played really hard. And uh, he didn't have he used to come to the I mean he'd come to the games and uh, uh, are we on the road? Hmm. And he he had a box, a little kind of like a box, like a shirt box or something with his with yeah. his clothes and stuff. He didn't really. Yeah, and then when he came to Dylan. I was on the, I was on the, when help you know on the board to hire him you know when we yeah. were, and I was one of the teachers who were there, and uh, I can remember saying this. Somebody said, "Well, what about when he was in high school?" And I got mad. Yeah. And I said, "Well, what about you when you were in high school?" Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I said it was high school. Yeah. And he turned out to be a great teacher and a great coach. Yeah, he was a phenomenal coach. And, that, of course, that, that whole Terry Thomas's staff through those years, every one of them could have been a head coach. Yeah. You know, Nordahl, yeah. you know, uh, T.O., yeah, all the guys. All, everybody was just, I yeah. mean, it was just. Ferris. And you cannot imagine how, you know, this doesn't happen anywhere. There was 
no animosity, no, everybody loved each other, everybody loved what we were doing. Yeah. There was no problems ever, no arguments. Yeah. It, was it was just a dream. It was yeah. just a dream. Yeah. You, you, you couldn't make it up. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the reasons I think there was so, so successful. Yeah. And we were lucky. We had good kids. You know, we got good kids. Did. Got, Every kid in town wants to grow up to be a Dylan Beaver. Yeah. Every kid wanted, and that was, that was yeah. important. You know. Yeah. Did you ever coach football? Oh, yeah. I yeah. coached with Coach Thomas. When did he, you? Yeah. When he first, yeah, I did it when he was first came here. Oh, were you? You were Yeah. There. Because the two of the guys that were already coaches, they didn't like it. They didn't like him when he, yeah. And Finney year. coached his first year too. Did he? Was he his assistant in football? Finney was his. Yeah. He. I. Well, it was maybe there, right in there. Yeah. He was Finney's assistant. Yeah. When he came, but he, he was uh, when he first when he first got here. We, but <laughs> there was four of us coach of the Beavers, <laughs> and I was a washed up basketball coach. <laughs> We had a we, Teddy Ori was a was a, a, a State Farm uh, guy. Yeah. Rick Olson was the other guy, and he was a plumber. <laughs> and we had Thomas. Yeah. And we made it to the state semifinals, <laughs> and we have no idea how we did it. <laughs> we didn't have any idea yeah. what we were what, what we were doing. I I, yeah. I said what they everybody said what were you coaching, Stanley? I was coaching the non-tackling defensive safeties. I said that's what I. <laughs> well, and he. You were like the one guy he couldn't yell at. I remember one time when we're we're down there. You always stood about the ten to fifteen yard line watching the games, and uh, there was one time uh, I think Tim Flynn ran into you. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah, Tim Flynn, and yeah. and he and he yells at Terry. Says you know next time it's a penalty. You you know keep yeah, people off the field. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Terry looked down ready to rip somebody's head off. Yeah. And he sees it's you, and you're like, hey, this is my seat. <laughs> and and he knew. He, Not even Terry he, Thomas, he, all those he state never, championships he you couldn't know yell at All the years that we coached together, <laughs> yeah. we never, ever had a disagreement. Not one. No, not one time. Because, you know, I had a, for some reason he had respect for me and I had respect for him. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, it was just a, we never had an argument about anything. <laughs> we had, we, we said, you know, I remember there was a few times I said, hey, we can't play at this pace we're playing. Yeah. Our team isn't good enough this year, Coach. You know, yeah. he would say, "Yeah, you're probably right about that." You yeah. know, we, we got to be do something different. We, but other than that, there was nothing. There was no yeah. problems with it. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grandes, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grandes can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. Shop where the champions shop at Dig City Supply. The Fan Gear headquarters for all things Montana Tech is right across the street from the Uptown Parking Garage on Park Street. Not only can you get your Charlie Ore Digger fix, but we carry the area's largest selection of Montana and Montana State apparel, as well as Butte High, Butte Central, and all the elementary school gear. 
Dig City is also home to the exclusive licensed Butte Icon shirt collection. We partnered with cherished Butte institutions to offer one-of-a-kind graphic tees from places like the Silverbow Drive-In, Beef Trail Ski Area, Bonanza Freeze, and our brand new Evil Knievel designs. Head uptown to Park Street and check out Dig City Supply and find us online at digcitysupply.com. Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects and ventilation and exhaust systems, as well as commercial heating and cooling. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer for train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. Remember Lockmer Sheet Metal for all your home heating and cooling needs. Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better, faster. We provide one-on-one -on -one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel, neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? Look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options. Don't settle for mediocre healthcare. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406-494-7050 or visit our website at LonePeakPT.com to speak to an expert now. I remember you told me when he retired from football and that first year before Vesna got, got Steve got sick, he wasn't coaching yet. You know, he came back and helped that year. Yeah. And uh, he, you told me he was – you are golfing on a Tuesday after uh, the Monday Night Football game, and he asked you, did you see what that – he says, did you see what that stupid tight end for Philadelphia did last night? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, only thing I watched was Philly minus six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the tight end. Yeah, I don't care about the tight end. He knew he cared about the tight ends. When he put in – when he uh, he put in the uh, spread, and then but them days everybody was running the wing tee and all yeah. that stuff, and – and we were, and we we got the. He decided to put the spread in. We were unstoppable. Yeah, we couldn't. They nobody could stop us. Yeah, has been Tory Thomas, a quarterback, and he was he, he, unbelievable. He was yeah. We they couldn't. There was nothing they could do. And it took about three or four years before they caught up a little bit with it. Yeah, you know, that and then everybody changed. started running the everybody same offense. Running, yeah. Everybody was running the spread. Yeah, but Terry was the first one to. It's the first one in our league. In. Yeah. And uh, it was because uh, it went from like an option. We were an to, option to spread. Yeah. yeah, and he was, but it was yeah, it was important to get that because that that made a big difference. Yeah, because we, we were small. We were small kids. We didn't have very many. Two thousand was our first state championship there in that in his 
when he was coaching and and we were good then we were big yeah and we dominated there was nobody could touch us uh but after that we were not that big and we were we got away with it yeah we played teams that should have beat us they should have won well and they had i don't they have retrievers receivers grow on trees down here in dillon oh yeah <laughs> well you know what was part of that huh? was jp plutt has some uh, something to do with that yeah with this flag football yeah it made a big difference, yeah. I think. That's my feeling. Although yeah. every kid in Dillon was playing flag football. Yeah, know? he told me there's like a rule, like you, you had to be, I think, five to play. But yeah. if you, you could play if you're younger, but your parents had a coach. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you couldn't sign your four-year-old up to be someone else's problem. So he yeah. said he said there was kids that graduated from Dillon that were literally playing football for longer than they can remember. Oh, yeah. I they. And then we had, I can remember when the first year they did it, I coached one of the teams because yeah. my kid was old enough to play. Yeah. And I remember that Viz and one of the other parents for the other team were in a fist fight on that. <laughs> <laughs> they were at the, and I had, to, I had to kick them both out of the... You <laughs> <laughs> had to kick them out. Of, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And of course, and, and I remember you bringing up the... You killed about the Philly minus six, but I, I was talking to you on the sideline. It was during the championship game, and you started talking about the point spread for the Cat Grizz game. And I kind of I said, yeah, you bet on the Cat Grizz game? Kind of like, I didn't know who was taking bets on the Cat Grizz game. Yeah. And you said, Billy, I have money on every game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, then he got like, I always thought too, you got Duke's boy, uh, Jeff, Jeff, yeah, and he would be running around next to you. You're like uh, Spike and Chester from the Looney Tunes. You know, yeah. hey, hey, Spike, you want to go beat up a cat? Yeah, because he was like your mini, mini Stanny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now he's the head coach. He's the head coach of the boys' now. basketball program. Yeah, he took my job when I when I when I quit coaching. Then he got that job. Yeah, because he was with the girls for a little while there, wasn't he? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but I got him a job. We got him a job. At the <laughs> he's such a good guy, junior, and he's going to do good too. He'll, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll have a good. Have a good team. Carry on a good tradition there. Yeah, still in basketball. Yeah, there is, and then it's still it was so fun. I mean, I our big rival like is Butte Central, and you know I love those guys up there. You know, there's yeah, there's Peterson and 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 uh, you know he's just a good guy. And golf, he 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 was a golf coach for a while. Yeah, Chad. Yeah, Rick Lyons. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, you coached against Rick Lyons in that team, didn't you? The, yeah, that '78 team. Yeah, and uh, th he was he was a good player, and he was a yeah. great player. He was a great athlete. Yeah, I don't think he really got serious to go about golf until much later. Too. Tell you what, when he was when I when I we played, he was a coach in Butte Central's team. He was just fun to go watch. Hit the yeah. golf ball. It was yeah. it was very exciting to watch him. Play. Really, even then, yeah. Huh? yeah. Yeah, he's he's a great. He was good at handball. He could have been a state champion handball probably too. But he looked around and saw all the old handball players, how they their backs were sore, their hips were. Yeah. I'm not gonna be that guy. Well, he he was so good. He was just a great yeah, athlete. Yeah, just, just anything. Anything. Yeah. 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 Now, and of course, one of the reasons I wanted to to talk to you on this podcast too is my my favorite stories of you are your press passes that you have here. Well, here they are. And and, and you. you it's worth saying that you never worked for the press. <laughs> never. But you've had some press passes to some pretty big events. Yep, I was. Uh, 
I, I got four of them here. I got five of them, and I think I had seven at one time. I yeah. let somebody look at them, and they, 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 didn't, they didn't give it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, it was what happened to me in this one right here was I went to the first, uh, the, after I went to Salt Lake, but I went to Boise for a tournament. At the NCAA was just, tournament. Yeah, yeah, and we were all... Fiddy was there, Kevin, and we had a bunch of guys going, like 10 of us. Yeah. And we got our tickets in November, and we walked in there, and our seats were one row below the first end seat. In so you're way up, no, Bob Euchre seats. I'm up there, and I am so mad, hmm. because we got them in November, and down hmm. below, there's nobody sitting there. Yeah. I, I just couldn't imagine how I was so about it I just yeah. couldn't so one of the guys had a tablet he would and I said can I borrow that <laughs> and I went down and I acted like I was a press guy yeah and I was right down on the floor <laughs> and there was this kid who was kind of watching this area okay yeah. and he was there and I started talking to him I asked him well, how much did the, the Boise feet the field house how much yeah. how many people were in there and all that stuff and Oh yeah, where are you from? And I talked to him, and then I just walked up and sat down. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. <laughs> and I was sitting there, and all of it, and Memphis was playing. They were Memphis, and they weren't Memphis State. Yeah. But they came over. They got they got done, and two of the coaches came over, and one was a big black guy in in in. He was walking down and he sat right by me and I thought, this guy's maybe, you know, maybe he's he's mad at me or something. <laughs> and he sat there and he goes, they were playing Santa Clara. Yeah. The, I can't remember who they were playing, but Santa Clara was the team that I was that he says he was worried about and they had lost. Yeah, Memphis had lost, but I recognized him because he was down on the floor there and he sat by me and he goes. What's what are they like? What's Santa Clara like? Have you watched them before? And I go, yeah, I watched them on TV a, few, yeah. a couple times. There, I said they're a half court team. They're slow it down. They're they, uh, they're pretty good. They can get things done. You know, yeah. and I was visiting with him, and we were talking about it and everything. And he goes, finally, he says, "Well, where you at?" I says, "What do you mean?" And I says, "He says, well, where you at? Where you coaching?" And I says. I snuck in up here. I said, <laughs> it was the coach's area. <laughs> and he goes, "You what?" I says, "I snuck in." Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And he started laughing. He talked about it. He tells his buddy next to him, this guy snuck in. He says, yeah. this is great. <laughs> so they're watching it. We leaves. He gives me this. Gave you the press. He says, I don't need it. Yeah. And that's so, the coach's pad. Yeah. So he had to went down there. I could walk through the locker rooms. <laughs> I was down there and I was figuring out how to get more of these. Yeah. And that's how I figured it out because I was down there seeing what was going on and everything. Yeah. And then, of course, there was no... Well, there was no uh, faxes or anything like that in those yeah. days. It was all telephone. So I called. I, I thought, well, I'll call the SID's office. And it was always some. There was always a girl answered who probably was part time because yeah. they were trying to. And it was all. I always did it on the Monday after the, before the tournament. Oh, you're right after selection Sunday. Because the yeah, because they're probably overwhelmed. They're and, overwhelmed. Yeah, and I knew they'd be overwhelmed. Yeah. And so I told them I would I would sit there and I would say, well, I was wherever I was, Westchester, Pennsylvania, and I was going to watch, you know, Temple. I was a I was I was a news guy for Temple, <laughs> and I said we just got back from our uh, 
from our, uh, you know, the where our tournament was, and I said, uh, I need to, I, I need to get a, uh, a place down there, and she goes, well, you need a, you need a uh, place for your car? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I had the works. Yeah, it all set. And, uh, and I thought, well, it's going to be risky. Yeah. And, uh, and I walked in, and uh, it went perfect. <laughs> then I made a mistake in the next year. Yeah. It, was at, it was at Salt Lake. And I, uh, Ohio State was there. And so I, I was I was going to be a reporter from Cleveland because mm. I knew the name of the newspaper. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you're an Indians fan. Indians fan. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew the Guardians. No Guardians, no, yeah. yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and uh, but he, and, and so I went in there and I said, well, I can't remember the name of the paper, but anyway, the Free Press or some damn thing. And anyway, I walk in there, and uh, the girl was there, and the head guy is standing right next to her. <laughs> and she says, well, we already have somebody from that. <laughs> and I says, well, I know. I acted like I... Yeah, of course, yeah. And I said, I know. I says, but I, I'm going to be, I want to be here too. There's two of us that are covering this. And I said, and the guy's looking at me and he pretty soon he goes, okay. He says, this is fine. He says, uh, he takes his thing. Oh, he it to me. no kidding. Huh? Said, you can have this. Wow. I'll get another one. <laughs> and I go... Okay. <laughs> and I got sat down, and the guy come down and sat next to me was the guy that was doing the referees. He was, you know, he was seeing how the referees were doing. <laughs> and so much fun. Yeah. And, and your buddies are all sitting up in the nosebleed seats. Oh, yeah. And you're down and watching watching you down there. It's bad. And he, <laughs> they, they were so, you know, they just couldn't believe it was happening, yeah. you know. And, and I acted like I... Heck, I sat on the temple bench for a little while. Like, mm -hmm. went on the end of the bench. Oh, yeah. I went out and sat there and they, for a while. And then the guy came in, you can't be here, you know. And I, yeah. and I was like, I got this. He's, no, but you can't be there. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, it was just, so the, the guy that was doing the referees, I wanted to call, he, I was asking, talking about how, what, he, how he was, what he was doing and everything. And he, I says, one time there was a call. I said, that was a bad call. He says, are you doing this or me? And I says, was it a bad call? He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, didn't a reporter once ask you why you weren't taking notes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had, they had uh, laptops. Yeah. And I had a, uh, one of the yellow tablets. Oh, just had a yellow, yeah, yellow legal pad? Yeah, legal pad. Yeah, yeah, that's what I had. And I didn't write nothing down. Yeah. <laughs> and I was telling him, well, I remember everything. I said, I don't, I don't need anything. Photograph This guy memories. was, I was doing Navy, yeah. and so was he. Yeah. And he was a good guy. But he was actually from Annapolis, and my newspaper was in Virginia, Northern Virginia. And I can't remember it, because I knew <laughs> that they were close to Annapolis, so Yeah, I had it figured out. I did the same thing with Tampa. Uh, and, and so, and we, when we got... You know, we did Navy, and they got beat the first game. And uh, we we go to, by that time, we had it figured out. Yeah. We'd go to the first round, go to Windover for the next night, and then come back for the next game, because it was always that day in between. Yeah. And and we had a big time, you know, and, it was, and we, I got back for the next the next games, and I walked in there, and I have my, they let me in, I have still have my credentials. Yeah. And 
the guy comes racing over to me. The other guy from Navy says, "We can't, we can't play. We can't go in there." We he, he says, "Cause Navy got beat." I says, "We came for the whole tournament." I can't remember yeah. his name. And I says, "We're not going to leave." And I says, "Who kicked you out?" And they had these the big shots. They were at Ogden, you know. Yeah. They were wearing those purple shirts, you know, like Weber State uh, guys, <laughs> purple uh, jackets, <laughs> ties, and everything. And I walked up to the guy. I go, "What the hell's going?" I, Shoot him out. Yeah. He goes, We'll fix it for you. We, we <laughs> you go up and read him right after. So, yeah. So I walked over and we sat down. And we were like in the third seat up yeah. at the time. And <laughs> he comes over and he's got the list of all the coaches, you know, all the people who are yeah. sitting. He says, Well, do you, would you mind if we put you down on the, on the first row? <laughs> he says, No. <laughs> I sat down in the first row. And when that guy was talking to me and all the guys that were up were watching, they thought I got caught. <laughs> See, they thought that yeah. it was, I was. The gonna, jig was up, huh? Yeah, that I, I'm going to jail. And I always <laughs> told him, if I get caught, you got to go bail me out. You know, I said, <laughs> you're, you're going to, and, and he got up there and I was, uh, I was sitting there and this girl, blonde, University of California, <laughs> sat right next to me. And I was looking up there and they're going, <laughs> they were, they're all mad. They were all mad. And they didn't. Yeah. Have, they didn't have the guts to try it themselves. No. In fact, I had a couple guys from Dylan. Gabe Walker. I got down for a half, and then he got nervous too. No, really. Gabe didn't. Yeah. He wouldn't stick it out. Huh? We were in Boise. We sat right behind. Uh, we were right behind the announcers. <laughs> and uh, me and Finney. That's where we were at. Because I got in. I had ten guys there. And yeah. I, I did that. I tell you, that was a real scam too. <laughs> The girl, the girls that were out, the girl was out there, and she had, she was, she, she had all these other tickets out there, and I said, "Well, what are these for?" And she says, "Ah, oh, they're for the photographers and that." And I says, "Well, can I have, can I have for my photographer?" <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah, how many do you want?" And I says, ten. <laughs> I just joke it, you know. She goes, "Okay, she just had <laughs> ten <it."> photographers," <laughs> and I had. We had, yeah. we had guys from Dillon all right down on the or area with because they all had they all had to pass they all pass yeah that's awesome and you think of that you you couldn't do that at the Metra it was security so tight but you get you're pulling this off at the NCAA tournament yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it, but it was that, that's that was that was that was it was so much fun yeah, did, weren't you at the press conference when Bobby Knight had the game oh, yeah. face meltdown oh yeah I I was at that that Tournament. The Grizzlies were there. Yeah, How about, uh, Georgetown, uh, Florida, Charlie Ward, yeah. uh, uh, Indiana. It was like at all. America, everybody was there. That was, yeah. was you know good. It was a night. We so I went into the. I went into that. We went into, me and Finney both sat there, <laughs> and I wanted to ask him a question. I was going to ask him what was the best fishing stream the beaver head because he was always here fishing yeah it was the beaver head or the madison yeah well, i didn't do it but i was just sitting there watching but he was so goddamn funny yeah he says they asked him no they he, <laughs> they were asking him questions that he would never ask answer them with basketball answers yeah he says well how did you how did you get how did you feel about coming to boise he goes oh we feel good about coming over here to boise he says we got to the boise river I looked out at the Boise River, he said, and we got out and 
we took off our shoes and we walked across the Boise River. He says, <laughs> of course, there was hardly any water in it. He goes, <laughs> so that was the kind of things he was saying. Yeah, you know, but, he wasn't giving basketball answers. Yeah, I did ask a question once. And it was in Ogden, and it was uh, Green Bay upset uh, UCAL. And, oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, it was like an unbelievable game. And at the end of the game, the, there was a situation where it's like 30 seconds to go, and and I asked the coach if he was going to go play. He was going to get a shot off be, before the, the clock went, yeah. and then because he wanted to play two for one, you know what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I said, "Did you think about playing two for one?" He says, no. He says, I didn't even think one thing about that. He says, I, I was so scared. <laughs> I was just, he says, I was, he says, I just didn't even think about that. He said, but it all worked out. It's, it all. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that took some serious uh, guts, but I don't think anyone was surprised in Dylan that you were able to pull it off. <laughs> I just, I, it, 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 it was just, uh, it, it wasn't as hard as you would think it would be. Yeah. Well, that was before 9-11, too. Yeah. Security's Security. changed a little bit since I don't know if you ever read the... I was a Sports Illustrated. There was a guy who was an expert at it. Yeah. And uh, and uh, he, it was an interesting thing. He, he snuck into everything. Not yeah. All kinds of different things. Super Bowls. Yeah. He got into Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was interesting what he did. I, I think it all started... Truthfully, was when we, I was a kid growing up because I couldn't afford to go like to the Rialto. We had a place to get in the movies. Oh, really? <laughs> on Saturday the old morning. Rialto Theater. Yeah, we sneak in. Yeah. And uh, and uh, the, then when we went to college, we didn't have any money either. And Billings was a great place to go if you like to watch sports because yeah. there was three high schools and two colleges. And so we we went to everything. Uh, I, I I watched so many basketball games that it was unbelievable but we we would get in you knew how to sneak in yeah and, and i think that's maybe where it all started yeah <laughs> young age it was a young age and you yeah. know i thought we could just well we could do it. we had we there's ways of doing it i okay i'll give you an example and people are afraid to do it <laughs> okay so last year eastern washington uh the grizzlies in eastern washington were playing in the not eastern washington I can't remember what yeah. game it was, but it was the playoff game. I think they had one game. Oh, it was Southeast Missouri. Yeah. All right. So it was a full house. Yeah. And and I have a ticket. So my brother-in-law says to me, uh, we were talking about going in and to the game, and I said, you know what, I, I, I was watching here, and I said, I know I can sneak in. <laughs> and I said, I had a drink. You know, I had yeah. <laughs> and, you know I said, I, I want to... I don't want to have to throw my drink away. And I said, I'm going to sneak in. He goes, God damn it, you don't want to do that. You know? <laughs> I says, I can do it. He says, you're going to get caught. And I said, no, I'm not. Yeah. So I said, I'll see you later. And I walk, and I walk, I, I got in easy. It was nothing. Yeah. There was a little spot that I knew I could just walk into and around the world yeah. was that. I could just do it. And, yeah. and I walked, and I waited for him. He goes, I still got the drink. He says, they didn't take your drink away? I says, I told you I was sneaking in. And he says, well, where's your ticket? I go, there. <laughs> and you had a ticket. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it was just for the sport of it. Sport of it, yeah. Yeah. Just kinda, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. 
There's always fun in motion at the Big Red Barn. Old-fashioned service, that's what sets us apart. Where you can win and laugh out loud. The Hokey Pokey is what it's all about. Where neighborhood people have good old-fashioned fun. There's always something here for everyone. Everybody knows the place to go. Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar. 5518 Designs is your Montana Lifestyle Apparel Headquarters in Uptown Butte. We're gearing up to launch all of our brand new designs for the summer. All our designs are created in-house, actually in the cabin that we have in the back of the store, and they're meant to get you psyched about all your summer adventures. Whether it's biking, hiking, floating, festivaling, or just chilling lakeside, we've got the tees, hats, hoodies, and gifts that everyone is sure to love. And we haven't even mentioned our unique line of Butte gear, but we'll save that for another commercial. In the meantime, stop into 5518 Designs at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte and shop online at shop5518.com. Are you looking for somewhere to watch your favorite teams play or just somewhere to meet your friends? Or are you looking for a place to hold your big celebration or cater your private event? Look no further than Metal's Sports Bar and Grill. They can do it all. With their 31 big screen televisions, you will not miss a second of action and a full menu of cooked-to-perfection favorites is sure to please. Try the Vault Burger, raise fingers, or one of Chef T's specialty items. Or just enjoy a drink and some friendly company with Dave and the staff as you take in the action at Metal Sports Bar & Grill. Metal Sports Bar & Grill is located on the corner of Park and Main in historic Uptown Butte. Stop by today or check out their menu at metalsportsbarandgrill.com. Metal Sports Bar & Grill, where the food is the star. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. So, so uh, you, you're right about 80 now, right? I'm 79. Yeah, 79, which is about 80, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. When's your birthday? October twenty first. Okay, so we got you're you're still safely in your seventies. Yeah, yeah. Are you? How, how's the golf game? Oh, it's not very good. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, when you get old, I I can't hit it nearly like I could before. Yeah. You know, I can't hit it far. I can yeah, used still, to hit the ball pretty long way. I can still hit it good. Yeah. But I I uh, I can still I can still get it in the fairway. Yeah. But it's hard. I. I was reading my Golf Digest one time, and it was like about 75 or 74, I guess, right in there. And it's, 
there was a thing that said, what happens to you when you're playing when you're 40, 50, 60, 70? Yeah. And so I went right to the 70s. And the first line was, you're not going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did, I did this. And it was the thing I always told everyone I was going to do. Yeah. I'm going to walk, carry my clubs, which I do all the time. You still carry your clubs? Yeah. Huh? And I said, and I'm going to shoot my age. And when I was 76, I did it. Did you? Sunday morning with the boys. And, yeah. And it was really fun to do it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I remember uh, talking with Frazier and you one time. And Frazier oh. was making some accusations of sandbagging. Yeah. They, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How many handicap cards do you have? Yeah. Well, Frazier was the head of the thing. Yeah. You know? And he was our buddy because he would always. Everybody would say, well, how come you guys got to always play with your buddies? Yeah. Well, I don't know, just luck, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I played with Doc and Duke and Kenny Peters from here. And yeah. That's who played. We played. Frazier would always fix it. Yeah, he'd always put you in. The... Yeah. Well, Frazier was my hero, you know. Yeah. And when I was, when he was in high school and I was, uh, I was just, the Civic Center was just opening. And I can remember him playing for Butte High and I liked Frazier because he had these cool, uh, knee guards that were like plastic or something. I don't know what they were, but yeah. I, I, I liked it. Well, my first game back at the Civic Center coaching, I was coached against Frazier. Oh, really? Yep. And uh, it, we had like a tip-off tournament. We played uh, we played uh, Central and Butte High and uh, in those two games. And Central was, and Butte High were both, of course, double A. Yeah. Central was double A then. And uh, we played him, and uh, we played in Butte Central or uh, Butte High the first game. And, uh, Fraser, I'm holding the ball, <laughs> and Fraser's pissed. They did one. He didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. And because I wanted him, and they only won by like three points. Yeah. And he goes, I never forget it. He gets over, he shakes my hand. He says, "Good game." He says, "But." You're not going to invite it back next year. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> and he, 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 no. he didn't invite you. No. No. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, I've known him. Of course, I've, I've known you since uh, when we used to come down for the district sure. tournaments, you the know, tournaments. qualifying golf tournaments, sure. probably 10, 11 years old. And sure. I, and yeah. So I've known you since then. And But I, uh, I remember one time I, I played in a golf tournament down here when I was at Butte High. And uh, the next Monday, I'm in shop class and this kid comes down and says gave me a slip to go see Frazier which was never a good thing because he was the dean of boys back then okay. and he goes I want you to know I was in the hallway and he grabbed me and told me to bring this to you immediately so I thought I was in big what I don't know what I was accused of doing Yeah. and I, I go in and he sees me he says, Billy come here and he calls you back in the office and he's got you on the phone Okay. and because there was one of the players wasn't doing a very good job accounting Okay. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I told Eddie, you know, yeah, and yeah. then you called to ask me about it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. So it was one of the, well, I, that, I was scared to death that I go in and then the next thing you know, I'm in a three way conversation with you yeah. and Frazier. Yeah. Well, Frazier, yeah, he was a, he was a dandy. I actually, uh, I actually uh, interviewed for the Butte High job. Oh, really? One year. Uh huh. And uh, we had just had a good season here. And uh, uh, Bill Cambeach. Uh, said, are you going to apply? And I says, well, I don't know. He says, you should apply. And I, yeah. I went up there, and I was. it was an all-star of coaches. I was just a kid. I was young. I was kind of a... I was, 
I was a 60s guy. I was a hippie that kind Yeah, of, or you, you have longer hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 60s. You yeah. can't help it. Yeah. And anyway, I, it, it, but this, I, in that, me, in that uh, meeting, there was uh, Lou Roshlow, uh, Johnny Cheek. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Oh, a couple other guys that were good, and the guy that was the coach at the guy that got the job was the coach at Tech. Stevens was his name. Oh, okay. So he got the job, and, and I, I figured I didn't think I had any chance. Yeah. But I got an I got an interview. And it was the it was the good old boys. They, yeah. It, what do they call that? The Butte Athletic. The Butte Athletic Council. Yeah. The yeah, BAC. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, uh, Judge Peterson was the. Oh, he yeah. was the ramrod, you know. And he yeah. was asking me all these questions, and then after it was over, he said, "Well, I don't know if you're ready or not for Butte High." I thought, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's all right. You can. Yeah, I said, "I, I, I can coach." I said, yeah. "I think I can coach," and I was still punk, you know. I was still yeah. Young. But anyway, I, I just go. Uh, I just the next year we play Butte High in in uh, Dillon. Hmm. We we just smoked. <laughs> I bet that felt pretty good. Huh? Oh boy! And, and he and he uh, he got fired at the end of the year. Really, just one yeah. year. Bill Cambridge called me up and said, uh, "You going to apply?" I says, "No." Yeah. And there was another reason for that. Yeah. And it was the best thing ever happened. Not going to Butte. Yeah. I mean, for, I mean, I don't mean it that big, but I, you know. Well, you, this seems perfect. You're in a good spot I, here. I was. What, you know what happened to me was that. Terry and I had, had these two boys, and but we had our trailer. We had a trailer house. We brought, I bought from uh, Corvallis because I was in Corvallis for one year. Yeah. And it burned down. Hmm. And that was the year that that we had a really good year basketball. And the people of Dillon were unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable how what they did for us. We couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. They just supported you pretty good. Huh? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't, we didn't even think about going anywhere after that. Really? Terry got a, got, uh, she, they wanted her to go to, uh, they called us both and they talked to us both and wanted to go to Spokane. And said, no, we can't. Yeah. Well, it seems like a great place to live, Dylan. It's well, just a, it has been for us. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Just, when I, I remember talking to you when, uh, Terry Thomas interviewed for the Butte High job. Yeah. When they hired Harry Gray. Yeah. And uh, I think you told him, kind of warned him, if you take the job in Butte, immediately half the town's going to hate you. Yeah. You know, because they're so divided. And that's yeah. the case. Harry Gray got the job, and immediately half the people in town hated no, him. No, I, I, I told the game. him, I said, you can understand this. Yeah. And I, because I, I knew, I, I knew what Butte was like, and I knew yeah. what Butte High was like, and I knew what Central was like, and I knew how this town worked. Yeah. But I says, half of the, half of the guys that you're going to have to hire are Central guys. Yeah. It's just true. I yeah. Said, this is different. It's not going to be like here. Yeah. This is a different deal. And I was trying to. Explain. I didn't want him to go anyway. Yeah. You, you wanted the self-interest. You wanted to, to be, keep him <laughs> winning and doing. So. And uh, one time he was so mad at our. Uh, New new superintendent. We only had him for two years because they fired him. Huh. But he was so mad at him. He was, he was going to go actually go to 
our, another one of our superintendents went to Stevensville because he got fired too, but he was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> he went to he went to Stevensville, and Terry was talking about going to Stevensville. And I said, that's good. If you like losing, coach, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, and I don't care if you go or not, but Tori and Tyler got to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't send those guys. You can't take those guys. Yeah. I was, I was afraid to death that you were going to take those. Yeah, that would have been a big loss. Oh. Tori and Tyler Thomas oh. not playing here. And him? Yeah. That, that would have been it. That'd yeah, it's hard it. to imagine Dylan without yeah. Coach Thomas. What he did was just incredible. Here, football and basketball. But it was just—it's just hard to believe how you could do that. How he yeah. could, but he was so—he uh, was just so good. Yeah. And 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 he was, and he—he he just had some just a good way about him, and he—he he, he just knew what he was doing. Yeah. You know, and it was just—it was really—it was really a lot of fun. We talk about the one three one. As soon as I got, he says, "Would you take this JV job?" And I go, "Yeah." And he says, and I says, can I run the J? And I was kidding him, you know. I says, can I run the one three one? He says, we're going to run the one three one at the, at the no. varsity set because he liked it. Yeah, he, we were, you know, he liked they, it. They were, that was some of the best run one three one defense you'll ever see. Yeah. When West Knox was on top of that, oh. that was it was unfair. Yeah, it was unfair. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I ran it in Lahaina, Montana, in nineteen sixty eight because yeah. it was a guy. Named Bill Musselman, you ever hear of him? He was yeah, a, yeah, yeah, and he was a coach at Cheney State, in, and they won the Division mm -hmm. Two with a one-three-one zone. And I always used to go to the library. I loved the library. Yeah. I like reading. Yeah, and I was reading it, it sports. I had it with Sports Illustrated, but whatever it was, and he was and he was talking about the one-three-one zone. Uh, well, the next year or something, I saw where he was going to go talk at MSU, at the clinic. Yeah. So I went up and I, and I, uh, I, I talked to him about the one three one, and and uh, he was uh, really good about it. Yeah. I asked him about it because I was I was actually coaching a junior high team, you know, <laughs> at the time. I coached I, I coached little league baseball when I was in high school. No, did you? Yeah. And uh, but I was he was he was, and I asked him about well, I I got a have some new, some good plays for his zone. He says, you know what a good play for his zone is? I says, what? He says, that 20-foot jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> I've used that forever. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's about one way to beat it, right? That's one way to beat it, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Stanley, I appreciate your time. I had you for an hour 10 here. Okay. And, well, uh, of course, I know you, you don't have anything going on today, Dylan. It looks like it's going to rain here. Although the rain I thought was coming missed us a little bit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm no Mike heard when I look at that radar. Yeah, well, I, I, I look at it right too, now. and it, and we, you, it's hard to tell here. Yeah. It's, it's it looked like we were going to get pounded, and then it looks like it was going around. You can see it's really yeah. right there. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but uh, as I told you, you, you gave me the line like I might, I must be really down and out, hard up looking for uh, guests when I asked you to be on the podcast. But when I, when I wrote down my list of, people i wanted to have on my wife made me write a list okay, tell me yeah. how many yeah she's how many people could you have on this podcast and i wrote a list in one just like 140 names i wrote sure. down immediately you were in the top five of the names i wanted because uh oh, I appreciate it. you're one of my favorite people to talk to i always you're always whenever i come to dylan for a football or basketball game you're always the first one i look for 
Well, I always miss the, I miss your, your, uh, your column that you had for those years, and I, uh, I, like I told you, I think I told you that you ruined Tuesday morning for me, or whatever it was, Wednesday morning. Tuesday. Right? Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, I, I got them back up on, on my website. I have some columns oh, every Tuesday yeah. morning. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I do, I always enjoy those, because yeah. we're always... Yeah, you commented probably more than anyone else ever. <laughs> <laughs> I liked them, because they were, yeah. they, they were, they were right. Yeah. You had it figured out. <laughs> I think I will have to. I, I I don't know how many times I quoted you in there when you told me years ago. You told me you need two things to win a state tournament or state title, and one is you have to be damn good, and the other is you have to be damn lucky. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and those were the words I've I've repeated those words on the radio show yeah. or whatever a thousand times. Well, to get to win a state championship, you gotta be. You, yeah. It's gotta break for you. Yeah, you know, there's things that are gonna happen during the season and any time that and people don't realize. People just don't realize how hard it is to win a state tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know? And we've seen some good teams, uh, you know, show up and go to and out. Just, just think about you know, like when I was, I was, how about unlucky as as Brody was when when the Harden thing came up, you know, they didn't get to play. Yeah. And I think they had a shot at Harden. Yeah. I do. I, I, I do too. Everyone said, oh, they were lucky they didn't. And they I get, was upset because yeah. I had a $50 bet. <laughs> and I got I got four to one. So I was going to win 400 of Central One. I yeah. thought that they could get Harden to slow down. Yeah. And with the way they play defense, yeah, I thought they could win the game. Yeah, that, and that was a great team that central team they were really good they, they were, were good they were playing great at that time and, and they were playing a good team but i thought mm -hmm. that they had i it was the kind of a matchup that i thought they could win with them, yeah that team. and they just beat browning which was a similar kind of matchup same hair matchup and, and they, they just beat Bart them yeah they slowed them down they stopped yeah. them. you know their defense yeah. stopped them. yeah brody's really good at that he started the first his first year they beat browning in the divisional championship game yeah. Remember that Bro Browning was trying to score 100 points. Yeah. Brody was trying to make 100 passes before he'd shot. Shot, yeah. <laughs> There's something. See, he was smart. And of course, he's the best defensive player I ever saw in my life. Yeah. Ever. I, I thought people should make a clinic of him. I mean, just, it, he, it was. And I like defense, you know. And I was yeah. with I always thought. And I thought he was just a, about as good as anybody. And I. I really like him. He's, a, he's really a good guy. Yeah, he when he uh, we played attack, he could guard the post player one night and then point guard the next night. Didn't make any difference. Yeah, guard whoever. I, I uh, Jay Edwards, Duke's older boy, he played at uh, Eastern. Yeah. And uh, they and uh, Montana State Billings, whatever it is. Yeah. And he went to they went to they went to uh, play tech in a kind of a scrimmage. Before yeah. the, and Duke says, called him and he said, uh, "How'd it go?" He goes, "I never, I couldn't, I couldn't get a shot off." <laughs> he says, "Some guy named Brody Kelly." He says, "Was playing <laughs> defense against me because he was there. He was a good scorer. He, yeah. shoot. he says, I never got a shot off. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not only didn't score, no, couldn't shoot. He didn't get a shot off. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And you, go, you still go to a lot of the Dylan games." Everyone. Yeah. Still have your seat at the 15 yard line on the football field there, stand. Yeah, every game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and it's a great location for you to, 
your house right by the football field. It's not far. I can walk over, come back at halftime, watch the game, one of the games on TV, go right back before it's over. Yeah. I can be there for the... A lot of the high school games aren't like they used to be because they don't even, they're not any good after the first half because they're so one-sided, it seems yeah. like, nowadays. It used to be. Yeah. I mean, every game, it used to be wars, you know, but yeah. there's some teams that just are not, not any good anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, Stanley, I appreciate your time, and thanks for welcoming your, your home. Well, I always enjoyed you, and I always enjoyed the, the stuff you did, and so I... Thanks a lot. Proud to be from you, America, USA.